This is Pain Reframed. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pain Reframed. Uh, Dr. Tim Flynn and I are thrilled to have Mark Rubenstein on. Mark, Mark is a friend and colleague and really somebody who has taken this message and, and literally went to the masses. So, so Mark, uh, along with his partner, owns multiple clinics in central New Jersey, Jersey Physical Therapy, um, as well as Jersey Live Well. And they have literally transformed the way they are treating patients and the way they're doing community outreach based on a lot of the work from Adrian Lowe, from Dr. Beth Darnell, um, using this new program called Empowered Relief. And Mark's going to talk today about how they are going out into their community and doing these informational sessions to really change the population around them, the way they perceive it, process pain and how they manage it. So really excited to hear Mark's actionable strategies and, and hear from the trenches how this is going down in New Jersey. So without further ado, um, our friend and colleague, Dr. Mark Rubenstein. Mark, how you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Wonderful. Well, Mark, you've been a huge supporter of the podcast and of, of a number of different things that we're doing across the country with prevention, health, promotion, and I'm sure to appreciate it. Do you mind giving the listeners kind of just, just some background in general of what you're doing with your practices and kind of how you got interested in chronic pain and prevention, health, promotion, and can you put some of those pieces together? And then I want to dive in and talk about Empowered Relief and Beth Darnell's content. We'll get into that once we're rolling. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to tell you guys a little bit about my story. So, so I've been a physical therapist for about almost 20 years now. I've been in private practice for 17 years, owning Jersey Physical Therapy with a longtime childhood friend, Jeffrey Hunt. And we opened our first location in 2002 in the hometown we grew up in. At this point, we have three locations in central New Jersey, and we also do outpatient in the home. So we've been you know, basically in community providers for those years. I would say over the last five years, you know, I've really tried to turn the practice into more of a health-facing practice where you know, we're not only treating conditions that come into our office, but really trying to keep people essentially out of our offices, out of the medical system as much as possible. When through the certification course from ICE, the Applied Prevention and Health Promotion, after having a long conversation with Mike about five years ago, and that's really changed the way that I practice and, and really, you know, a much more, I always had a holistic approach to health, but going through the CERT course really enabled me to put those pieces together and really deliver that to my patients, you know, as they were ready. And, you know, with the goal, again, of, of keeping them healthy keeping them out of the medical system through this uh, roots-based approach to health. So after going through the CERT course, I started Jersey Live Well. Jersey Live Well, essentially, we're a health consulting, health management company where we're essentially trying to apply prevention and health promotion to basically my patient population. So we have three clinics. So that's a pretty sizable population. And then we're also trying to deliver content to the community to improve health literacy and finally, going to groups, whether that may be companies, women's groups, men's groups, whatever it may be, just trying to spread this positive message of health, you know, as much as possible. So, so that's really my background. I've always had an interest in treating pain, obviously, as a PT and chronic pain, you know, really trained, similar to, to you guys, probably more in a biomedical approach, been in, in practice for 20 years, and have evolved you know, through that time into the, you know, learning more about the biosocial approach through taking some courses with Adrian Luau, which was a great, you know, first exposure for me. And then just seeing how, uh, you know, integrating this stuff, really listening to our patients and, and their story, it really changed the way, again, 
that I practice. So, you know, I've been listening to your podcast really for as long. How long have you guys had the podcast now? Tim, Tim, how long's it been? Do you know exactly the start date? I know we went over a hundred episodes. Yeah, I think um, we must be about 105 or so. So probably, uh, well, that's definitely, and we had some weeks off. So two years and a couple months yeah, probably by yeah. now, or maybe two and a yeah. quarter. Yeah. So I've popped in as much as possible. And you guys really, I mean, many of the people you've had on your podcast, I have their books in my waiting room. So, you know, I've just been trying to really, you know, just get as much, you know, certainly not a specialty of mine. You know, I wouldn't consider myself like this neuroscience pain specialist, but just learning through the content, learning through experience, I really just developed a real interest in the area. And then I believe that this really fits into a population health approach that obviously we have this epidemic of chronic pain in our country. You know, we know that one of the most sizable issues that we're dealing with, you know, is musculoskeletal pain. So how do we prevent chronic pain? How do we deal with people that are suffering with chronic pain? You know, I really saw this as an opportunity when Dr. Darnell offered this training in Empowered Relief, and I just thought it really fit in well with where I wanted to go in terms of this population health prevention and health promotion. So I love it, Mark. I mean, I love where your head's at, both the combination of getting out to the masses and getting to them early and spreading the right message. And dude, I got to say, like, I've got so much respect for what you've done because when you have three clinics and you've been out for more than a decade the draw of autopilot is so strong just to keep doing what you've been doing. And I think it's remarkable that not only have you seen these new ways of practicing and these new ways of thinking and really gravitated towards them, but you've made the extra effort to try and turn your existing clinics in those directions. So I guess number one, kudos to you. And then Number two, can you expand a bit on what Dr. Darnell's program is? I, I know a few of you that have gotten the training, and how is that, you know, very specifically, what is the method there on getting that message out to the public, and sort of what is the end game? So I'd love to tell you a little bit more about that. You know, first, you know, I'll tell you a little bit about the experience of going through the training. So again, I saw this offered, I believe, on social media. You know, I've been following Beth since she's been on your podcast you know, for the last couple of years and know that she's the leader, you know, one of the leaders in chronic pain in the world. So really seeing this as an opportunity to go out there and learn from one of the best, I jumped on it right away. You know, it was a cohort of, I would say, 15 psychologists. There was five physical therapists, many of whom I know pretty well, and two physicians. So it was really cool because we had this you know, multidisciplinary group who was learning from each other. You know, we all bring different things to the table. And I thought it was just a really great way to learn through that. And Beth and her team really facilitated that in an excellent way. What our thought was, uh, especially the, the physical therapists who I'm close with, we, we all left saying, this is great content that is easily digestible, which is really important when you're trying to spread a message to the masses. So essentially, you know, what Empowered Relief is, because again, you know, to be honest, you know, at the beginning when I signed up, I saw this and I was like, well, really, what is it? What am I actually yeah, getting? So I think as patients and providers, we really need to explain that well to everybody. So I would say a way to, to describe Empowered Relief is it's essentially an evidence-based, skill-based, live, two-hour class, which is essentially a pain psychology intervention. And what it does is it really delivers, when it says empowered relief, it exactly is what it is saying. It is empowering our patients with information in an easily digestible way that they can take, consume it, 
and they can apply it. So we're giving them things that they can leave with on Monday after they're in the class and really start applying it consistently because that's obviously how we get the results. But I can I can go into the class a little more and what we're actually delivering, but I wanted to give you, you know, that introduction. You know, that's very fascinating and on several levels. It's interesting the movement that has been started, especially as we go forward and, you know, trying to reframe this whole epidemic of pain. It is the term empowerment. It's in terms of what we as on the PT side of, you know, I believed anyway, that belief in patience and the belief in the soul and spirit of a patient to help themselves. And we're just guides and coaches along the way. And it's so fascinating that, you know, we, we look now and it's the psychologist, it's a health coach, it's a physical therapist. These entities are, you know, to me, come together and become the new the new tribe, if you will, that pushes back against the system that says, no, you're broken and we need to continue to push something inside your body uh, because you are somehow broken. And I think that message right there that you said about who attended is quite fascinating. So I'm curious, uh, Mark, what the MD providers were, what flavor of profession were they that were in attendance? I'm not too sure to be honest, you know, exactly, you know, all of their background. I believe they were, you know, in the pain management realm. That was what they're, you know, whether they were, I would say, physiatrists. I don't believe there were any neurologists or um, family med docs. It was mostly, I would say, you know, again, the physiatrists. There was only a couple of them. But again, it was nice. It was nice to be, you know, be together because we know that. And I believe I saw an article that was posted yesterday that said there's like one physician for every I want to say like 30,000, I could be wrong, 30,000 patients out there who are dealing with chronic pain. So obviously that's not going to cut it. So, you know, we need to really get, and I think that's what Beth's strategy is. She's like, listen, we, we cannot attack this problem of chronic pain simply with just using physicians. We need to, this needs to be multidisciplinary. You do not need to be you know, a psychologist to deliver this intervention. You just need to be trained, you know, through empowered relief. And, and, and I think, I guess there are other classes out there as well that are trying to do the same thing. But, you know, again, I really believe in this approach, the way that it's packaged and so digestible and evidence-based, you know, I really believe this is important stuff we need to get out there. So Mark, are you from the delivery? This is designed for kind of a one-on-one delivery for a patient? Actually, no, it's a group setting, uh, Tim. Sorry, I didn't explain that. So the group setting really is a great way to learn. I have actually used some of this content, you know, individually with my patients, especially, you know, some of the relaxation, um, some of the strategies that we, we describe. But I'm really clear to say, you know, again, this is not empowered relief because empowered relief is the two hour class. And I try to, you know, uh, educate my patients to, you know, let them know, hey, I'm going to be offering this, you know, in another month, I really want you to attend, because this is when you're going to get the most out of it. You know, it's such important information that, you know, for some people that need it, obviously, right away, I don't want to save it for, you know, and obviously, it's a barrier to attend a class. But, you know, what's really interesting is they compare, that's compared, you know, this two hour intervention, where she's kind of package the most important content and put it into this class, you know, versus a cognitive behavioral therapy, which, you know, is done two hours a week for eight weeks. So that's 16 hours. 
you know, knowing that with time and money being barriers, that this is something that can really get patients started. It is not meant to replace CBT. But what it is, it is using CBT approaches, in, you know, that's condensed the most important information to get patients started on the process. You know, we're very clear to say, you know, this is not going to cure your pain, right? This may not cure your pain, but definitely this is a great way to start to empower them with information. You know, if they do do CBT down the line, that's great. But we know a lot of people, you know, cannot find a provider or don't have the time or the money for a provider. So again, minimizing those barriers, you know, I love that it's just one session, even though, again, there is no follow-up. That's not part of this. Um, It's just delivering this content and then hoping patients, you know, really run with it. I wonder about that. Like how many, I gave my first class about two weeks ago now, and I wonder, you know, how many of the 20 that were there, how many are going to be applying it? And, you know, I hope, you know, they'll all apply it, you know, to their own ability and their time and, and their readiness to change. But, but I don't really know that other than I know some of them as patients, so I will be able to follow up with them. But Hey, Mark, can you just dive a little bit deeper, maybe into the actual specific content and some of the actionables of Empowered Relief? Like I said, when I signed up for it, I didn't exactly know what it was about, right? I knew it was helping people with chronic pain. I didn't know exactly the skills that I was going to learn in the class. But there's a relaxation audio file where we teach patients how to diaphragmatically breathe, which they get either through email, Dropbox, or a CD. And they leave the class with that. And we're, they were actually part of the class is them going through that. You know, I'm leading them in this, you know, relaxation, 10-minute relaxation exercise, right? And then like I, I kind of went into a little bit was really identifying negative pain mindset and then reframing that, reframing those thoughts, actually writing down, okay, these, you know, we go through essentially the PCS, which we call the green form because catastrophizing has kind of gotten, you know, we're trying to maybe get away from that. So, so once they do that form, they see right away, okay, these are two or three or four of my higher scores, these thoughts, and they put that onto their empowered relief plan. They, They leave with this like heavy stock, you know, page that says this is their plan. Right. And then they have their positive reframes or neutral reframes because it doesn't have to be completely positive, but it could be neutral or positive reframes of those three to four things they wrote down. And then the last thing is just these self-soothing actions, which you guys, again, I don't have you guys teach me, but it's more about, you know, changing the channel in your brain through any of those strategies, you know, whether it's having a cup of tea or light stretching or taking a walk in nature, whatever it may be. But essentially, that is what they leave with. They leave with this one page. I am going to commit to doing the relaxation file 10 minutes a day. These are my reframes that when I identify my negative thoughts, I can reframe them. And these are my eight self-soothing actions that I'm going to list so that when I have a problem, I can go right to this page. And, you know, what's cool is that a lot of this stuff is in her book, which is in my waiting room, which, you know, again, from you guys, I learned about that book, Opioid Free Pain Relief Kit. So I feel like, you know, if patients say, you know what, I can't make the class, I have them buy the book because it's, you know, they can start applying it. You know, it's not empower relief, but it's, they can get going on all the, all the strategies that are taught there, you know? 
Very cool. I mean, Mark, there's a couple of things I love about this that, that pop out in my head. And, and we've been talking on this podcast now for years about getting this message out and how do we scale it. And, you know, I, I, we need to be really creative on the avenues that we use for that. The two things I love, number one is that folks that are having these issues are showing up with the expectation to receive something like this, knowledge, didactic mm -hmm. information, as opposed to oftentimes our patients who have chronic pain who show up in the clinic have a very different expectation, right? They're expecting to have their hips stretched out and maybe have their, 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 their back mobilized. So sometimes covering that, that gap of expectation is really challenging in the clinic. And here that is dissolved before you even get there. They are expected to come in and sit down and get information. And that's what you provide. So I think that's exciting. And then number two, I love the fact that it's group, that they can talk to each yeah, other and, and become almost support system. Mm -hmm. Did Beth or have you talked about those that attend staying in touch with each other? I mean, is, is that like intentionally facilitated or allowed to yeah. happen organically? Or I would say it's allowed to happen organically. You know, it's a really good point, Jeff. You know, we definitely ask patients, you know, to, to share some, you know, in the class, knowing that, again, it's a two-hour class. There is limited time, so I do take questions. There is a piece in the class where, you know, they're sharing some of their pain mindset thoughts with, you know, a friend who's sitting next to them and saying how they would reframe it. So there is that, you know, interaction. It, it's not that much only because, again, we're trying to deliver a lot of content in a two-hour block. So we allow for some questions, some interaction, but not maybe as much as pop as much as I would like, but I do obviously agree with you that the value of that connection is super high. And I think when I do give the class next time, I'll encourage that more, which, you know, I appreciate you bringing that up because I think the more people have that support system, obviously, I think the better the outcome is, but that wasn't really built in, but it's a really good, good point. The other thing I'll mention on the expectation front, you know, knowing that they're signing up for Empowered Relief, um, that tells me something. And it tells me something that I had 20 on my first round, you know, without a lot of experience in marketing this. This is a missing piece to the puzzle of chronic pain. There is no doubt in my mind. And people obviously are struggling out there and they're looking for solutions. So that's what I love about this is that there is an expectation and they're looking for they're looking for solutions. And this is actually delivering on that. It is delivering solutions. So so, Mark, I'm curious more on the pragmatic side of this, and I'm sure there's multiple models out there. Just to have something sustainable, there needs to be, you know, at the end of the day, some, we can provide community service, but to, to scale things, you know, some remuneration for the time set up, et cetera. And are you all piling it just as free or are patients paying? Yeah. And if so, are they, how does that model work? And if you wouldn't mind yeah. sharing. I'd love to. So absolutely, after going through it, the preparation, you know, the slides, the actual day of setup, cleanup, there is an investment. There's no doubt in my mind. So the way that I dealt with that is I said, listen, I'm going to be putting in my time. I do believe we have to value the service we're providing. And, you know, what I figured would be best of both worlds would be, let's have people that are coming make a donation to a, a community cause. So we have a, a local charity called Haven House, New Jersey, and essentially it is a place where homeless women 
are women who are homeless uh, and their children. They actually live there and they help them get back on their feet. I had a friend who had a really strong connection with this charity and she told me more about it. I said, this is perfect. So basically what we did is, you know, we took donations and we raised uh, around $250. For me, you know, it's not the amount, but it was the, the thought and almost everybody gave something. That was one way that I dealt with it this time. However, in the future, you know, I've been thinking the same along the same lines that you are, and I want to deliver this content as much as possible to to whether it's uh, it's PTs or, or PT schools or patients. And, you know, my thought was really to look into grant money. And I have some charities, you know, that are local and I have some contacts that have done this, you know, looking for grant money before. And I've talked to Beth about this as well. So I feel like you're right. In order to scale this, that needs to be a part of it. And I'm looking into that. So, you know, uh, it's a great question. I do believe we still value our time. And I think, you know, the charity was one way to do that. But I'd love to get some grant money to continue to spread this. So that's the next round. Well, I love on two fronts, you know, again, the idea of others and, and when we're suffering, you know, looking to others always helps. And it's been shown to improve our suffering when we turn outward instead of inward. So that was that's a brilliant idea. And the second thought, again, is what we're really again, talking about in society, we need, you know, a societal level response to the epidemic of pain in America. And that really gets into what you're saying. I mean, societal level responses start with with education and they, they really start with this understanding and, and that requires, you know, scalable systems that really reframe patients' understanding of their suffering, but also understanding of, you know, that, hey, the current system may not be doing you favors in the way that it should. And it starts more with, as you mentioned, empowerment of self as we go forward. So yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that, Mark. Sure, sure. I guess my next thought, Mark, the last thing I'm because folks are listening to the podcast now and probably want to know well, where where do I go from here? Love the idea, lo- love what Mark is doing. Where do they go from here? I mean, are you guys is are there more of of Dr. Darnell's information sessions coming up? Are you all who have learned the model? Are are you all banding together in in sort of sharing ideas on any pages where folks might jump in? I, I guess I'm curious now that this is kind of up and running. How is it going to get louder? It's a good question. So I think, yes, you know, those who have been trained are, are definitely in contact and we're meeting. We just had a meeting last month, or I'm sorry, a couple of weeks ago, actually. There's a, a number of places that people can keep an eye out for Beth and her team. I would say the San Diego Pain Summit, I believe, is the next next place she'll be delivering it. So if they're interested, certainly contact her or, or look into that, which is February 11th and 12th of next year. Next summer, I believe in 2020, it's going to be delivered at Stanford University again. And then, you know, Beth is really excited to be going um, international. She was just in Australia recently delivering it. I believe in IASP in 2020 in Amsterdam, she's put a proposal in. So that is probably going to be happening as well. So I would definitely, you know, contact her, keep in touch with us. I would say that's the best bet right now. If you're interested in becoming a certified Empowered Relief instructor, contact Beth and her team at Stanford and look, you know, at those two places. So we have, you know, I guess I said at San Diego and at Stanford in 2020. So keep an eye out for that. And 
you know, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this, to be honest. You know, I'm spreading it in my community because, I, you know, this is where I live, I work and I play, essentially. But I'm excited to wherever this takes me, you know, probably wasn't something that I had planned when I started in prevention and health promotion. But I see this as a huge part of it. Right? And, and it really makes sense to me now. And I'm, I'm excited. I believe in it. It's great content. And, um, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm honored to be to be delivering content that really, um, again, Beth and her team at Stanford have been working on for years, you know, literally 20 years, take in a lot of that information and compress it into this class. So again, it was great to learn from her and to be able to share this information that, that she's worked on. And really just, you know, it's a, it's a tool, you know, in my toolbox, you know, in this prevention and health promotion world that I can, I can apply. You know, I really believe in it. You know, I hope, Mark, the listeners out there hear that message again. And I often say successive approximations where clearly the, the gold standard delivery may be at the level that you're doing. But what I think we've talked about today is that, you know, you can provide knowledgeable, accurate information about the science of pain in a supportive environment to members of the, your community who trust in who you are and are open to change. And I hope that the folks out there that may not be able to get all of the information are hearing that, hey, uh, it starts locally and it starts with, you know, positive messages framed around what we're, what we know about uh, modern pain science. One other thing that's real pretty interesting is like, you, you might ask like, who is this class for? And, you know, obviously this is for those battling chronic pain, but we also would include their family. Obviously, as you guys know, is a huge support system, very important in compliance and I believe efficacy. But, you know, where another direction this is going is, you know, I'm dealing with quite a bit of patients in acute pain, post-surgical pain. So I believe that this is not simply just for those battling chronic pain. I think it fits in extremely well, you know, with those acute pain patients to prevent chronic pain. And, you know, what's really interesting is that really timely that we're talking about this study because a study which just came out today in pain med by Dr. Darnell, essentially it was looking at, basically they came up with this program called My Surgical Success. Basically, this was for those after breast cancer surgery. And what they did was they looked at their opioid consumption and they found that this my surgical success was essentially empowered relief, but digitalized. When they were given this class, they were stopped opioids five days sooner than those who did not receive it. So that is super exciting and interesting that, you know, applying this in the uh, acute pain world. And they're also halfway through a study for those with orthopedic trauma at Stanford Hospital. Again, looking at can we intervene to reduce opioid consumption to prevent chronic pain. So, you know, whether we're talking about, so I see it as a continuum. I'm sure you guys agree with me here. You know, we could look all the way upstream as children. We could look at teenagers. We could look at, you know, anybody with acute pain and we could look at chronic pain. And we need to be able to think in, you know, think on this continuum. What are the interventions that we can give to each of these populations? So I love that Beth has gone down this, this route of, we know this is great for those battling chronic pain, but what about, you know, those with acute pain? What about those without pain? So what, I'd be interested in your guys' thoughts on that as well. 
No, Mark, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and we've had conversations with both Adrian and Beth regarding that, this idea of, you know, things like pain catastrophization, predicting individuals who are going to struggle to have a good outcome following surgery or conservative care or what have you. So I think that, like you said, this just needs to become a common language and a complete change of understanding for everybody as regards pain. I mean, going right down to parenting, you know, and the way that we handle yeah. when our kids fall and scrape their knee, the way that we set our loved ones up in their feelings about going in for intervention or for care. Like this, as Sandy Hilton once said, it has to be the air we breathe, not only in the clinic, but out of the clinic. So I couldn't agree more. Tim, any thoughts? Yeah, I would just say that my head is spinning a bit too, that we're, you know, if we couple this with this kind of push we had for VR information, providing really more information, more from the patients with persistent pain already entering the virtual reality environment, but you could rapidly see, you know, you go to the dental office before any procedure you pop on and you just have a little five minute intervention on, you know, what's going on, what to be expected, what your alarm system is and kind of immerse yourself in that environment. You know, just again, it's normalizing the discomfort and providing some accurate information because as we know, it's, you know, at least on the opioid side, I mean, huge numbers were absolutely crazy prescriptions after something like, you know, wisdom teeth being, you know, taken out and two weeks worth of opioids. And, you know, I mean, just, you know, just stuff that's stunning and looking back, but it's still actually happening now. I mean, it, I mean, we're getting better, but it's still still not there. So that's where it takes my mind, Mark. I mean, again, talking to Adrian in the past and what they've shown in, you know, just education in young folks and young kids in the school system, how we can quickly shift their thought processes on what is discomfort. Absolutely. Well, well, Mark, thanks, man. Thanks for jumping on. This is a great conversation and, and I appreciate those insights at the end as well. And, and thanks for all you're doing, man. Like a lot of folks are talking about it, but you're out there hunting down this material, getting out into your population, getting people in front of you, changing your clinic environment. Like this is how big change happens. I mean, if we get that going on in every corner of the country, uh, this entire conversation and understanding uh, flips on its head. So thanks for all the work you've done and, and thanks for all the support over the past couple of years. Absolutely. You know, again, you guys are bringing awareness to this, you know, this problem that you know, it is an epidemic out there. I believe, you know, it's these small changes, like you said, spreading across the country. We, we really need to think on that, on that scale. We need to think of how do we get this to, to the masses? How do we continue to, to battle, you know, this epidemic that does not appear to be slowing down? I think it's by banding together, whether it's you just live in the community, you don't do not have to be a provider. You know, I think we always say, you know, providers are the solutions. I don't I don't believe that's the case. You know, we need to band all these people together that are vested in proving well-being and health and just continue to find, you know, creative solutions to a really complex problem. Love it, Mark. Hey, man, before we sign off, do you mind leaving your calling card for folks where you are on social media, maybe your email, um, your clinic website, or anything you're willing to share? Absolutely. So I'm really pretty easily accessible. So, and I love to talk to people. If you have more questions about Empower Relief or you want to know how, you know, how I'm doing this in the community, certainly reach out. I love to have the conversations. You can find me on Twitter. I'm uh, Mark Ruby DPT on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. The practice name is Jersey Physical Therapy and Jersey Live Well. You know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on most of the social networks on LinkedIn. Best way is just like, let's get, you know, a conversation going. You know, I'd be happy to, to share with you a little more. 
Awesome, man. Well, well, Mark, thanks again. And I'm sure you and I will be talking again soon. I'm sure we'll have you on the show and kind of track your progress on how it's going in the community with Empowered Relief. But thanks for your time. Appreciate you carving it out. Would love it. Thanks, guys. And again, appreciate all the great work you guys are doing. Well, what a great episode. I'm I'm leaving engaged the fact that I really want to get back into the community on a group level to really begin spreading this message in larger, larger audiences and connecting people in ways that will be sustainable throughout the community. So I really appreciate Mark's insight in really talking about, you know, one methodology of really reaching out and getting there through the Empowered Relief Program. Uh, well, you know where to find Jeff and I on social media and, and throughout. So please keep the conversation going and provide us with information that you guys feel is valuable and let us know about some wins that you're having out there in the field. I hope everybody has just a most excellent week and we'll see you back next week on Pain Reframed. Pain Reframed is brought to you by our sponsor, the International Spine and Pain Institute. Check out their transformative pain science programming at ispinstitute.com.